So the next question is just for um, Debbie and Anne because it's about this flexibility affecting collaboration and your sense of community. You both touched on it, but any are there more points you wanted to share around the how you're overcoming it, maybe? <laughs> oh, sure. Is that the big hairy challenge? It's the hairball. Of course it is. Well, it is, it is, I mean, it is obviously a challenge. That's why I said I think it's something we continue to want to um, reinforce. But I think when you bring it down to an evaluation, it is part of how you are rated, which has a direct impact on, obviously, compensation, promotion, and advancement in your career. It, it, it does, you know, underscore that it the importance of it, but it is, you know, obviously a soft skill and something that, um, you know, beyond that, that just really underscores the importance of it to the organization. But I do think that when people are in the field and they're doing their jobs um, and, and against deadlines and, and pressures of, of clients and customers, you know, it is not as easy. And so I think, you know, um, it's just something we need to always just keep in the back of our minds and never just assume that it's it's working. I don't know, Ann, do you have a well, follow-up on that? I do, because I think, again, uh, a consulting culture is a different culture than an engineering culture, which is yes. from a highly, highly PhD-like you know, innovation <laughs> and creation function. And um, the engineers, they have their own way of doing stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, and even though the engineers have their own way of doing stuff, I have a couple of new folks who are actually designers. They're, they're from architectural background, and they both come into this environment, which is extremely, everything's there, right? There's the desk for collaborative work. There's the desk for private work. There's the video for distance work. It's disorienting. I think that's the word you use, David. When I showed up on Friday, nobody else was there because everyone chooses whether they want to come in or not. And I'm the manager, so you think I'd have to set a few guidelines and around when it's good to come in, when it's not good to come in. But to be honest, it's, it's, it's a free-for-all. And for a manager, it's difficult. And for a team, they need to learn how to create a team. Manager has to help enable that. But again, it's not by having beer busts on a Friday afternoon. And what I'm learning myself now is that there are fantastic networking tools. I mean, look at Facebook. You may like it, you may hate it, but it's there, and it's there to stay. And um, you talk about cohesion. That's how a lot of people are getting their cohesion satisfied. Now, I, would I ever say that not getting together face-to-face? I think face-to-face -face is overrated. I will say that. I think it's overrated. I think, I, I really, in, in all the years of having researched this and done work with Institute of Research on Learning, which doesn't exist anymore, about tacit and explicit and everything, I think it's overrated. I think people will default to that when it's actually not that necessary for certain types of work. Um, but the cohesion, that's a real, real challenge. And I don't have any answers. I'm going to learn from you, Steve, because I believe there are elements in our culture in Sun who believe face-to-face -face is overrated. But then get into their comfy corners where staying at home that day is actually easier than coming in to see their colleagues. And that's, that's, that's the holy grail. Mm. But we'll crack that nut. Okay. So let's move a little bit on the future. Um, what workforce trends do you see that either you're observing or you're exploring for your own companies around um, workplace flexibility? Mo and this was obviously something that actually Ann and I talked about, but since you just started, I'll kick it back over to Steve just to mix up the voices a bit. And Steve, obviously, you've just adopted and rolled out something. But as you look forward, what are the things that you're keeping an eye on as far as trends? There's a couple. I'm going to take just a second and do a little culture piece. Oh, good. OK. Um, 
Two things that I think are important. Our managers work really hard and they really want to be good managers and they're very, very smart. And so uh, there are some distinctions that they may just not understand, technical managers. Uh, so helping managers and employees understand some key distinctions we think will make a real impact in how things play out in our culture, which is very generous around work uh, programs. We have doggy daycare, we have meals, we have flowers that you can have delivered to your Coffee. office for the weekend, we have uh, childcare, we have all, I mean, there's just an incredible wealth of, of programs for busy people with busy lives. And so everyone in our company appreciates that. They appreciate the informal flexibility that is just sort of everywhere. Um, and helping them understand some distinctions about this formal piece is really critical. And some of those are the difference between balance and choice. And we're trying to shift the conversation away from work-life balance to work-life choices. Excellent. Because balance implies that if you take away from one side, you give to another. And it's just not the right metaphor for us any longer. Yeah. The difference between overload and flexibility is really a good one for managers to understand. I think the difference between career flexibility and work flexibility is another one that they really sort of latch onto and have another tool in their toolkit to have a better conversation about. And again, this distinction between informal and formal. And we've been very clear about some of the trade-offs of asking for a formal arrangement to your informal flexibility. And people you know, understanding they're, they're going to be making a choice. The one other thing we did was we made one infrastructure change that we thought would make even more of a difference than having a big senior leader champion this, and that is we changed the financial system from headcount to full-time FTE. And I, you know, I heard someone at Cisco saying that they manage to dollars, and that's how they do it. So that's even like that's far out in the future. But um, I think that you know, in, to, to bridge into the future, I think. This change in how we account for people yeah, is a really interesting arena to think about future um, possibilities. The other is, I think yeah. the contracting piece about how employees are, just the contract that employees make with their companies from the very beginning. Right now, you know, typically, I'm theirs. <coughs> they, they own me, they own my work product. I think more and more people are gonna wanna have numerous businesses and entrepreneurial ventures. You see, I'm, I have creative license. I'm a full-time employee at Genentech. I had to kind of work that into my employment contract. I think there are going to be more people who want to be doing different things and not just being a full-time employee. So thinking about what does full-time mean? Um, I think then this ownership of work products. You know, everything I create, is that automatically owned by the company? I'm a creative person who's involved in a number of ventures, and I might want to own some of the work product uh, of my work, you know, my work, whether it's tangential to the company, you know, may maybe there's distinctions, but this whole notion of who owns work product, I think, is an interesting one and probably really scary to our IP oh, yeah. lawyers <laughs> for me to bring up. But not anywhere recent, but I think this whole contracting, who am I to the company and what, what is my work product, that's an interesting area. Anyone? You mix it up. You go were backwards. so fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't you go ahead? <laughs> oh, darn it. That's a tough one to follow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. That's why I'm giving it I was kind of hoping. I was like, come on, Aunt. Just uh, want to be clear. I, those are my opinions, not necessarily the opinions <laughs> of my company. I think we all better. should make that blanket statement. The belief oh, yeah. Yeah. views expressed here and today. Yeah. No, I just think, you know, you put, you, you, um, I was writing quickly and not thinking about uh, my answer as much because, but because I thought those are really insightful, futuristic, you know, what's, what's coming down the pike. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that 
it, it certainly stimulates some thought in my mind as I think about the future. But I do think, you know, at least the, the near-term future, which I don't, you know, is going to be a challenging future, uh, you know, given this market, I, it, to me, it's, it really needs to be more about us being sure we're connecting and that, that we are very sensitive to uh, being flexible, whether it's informal or formal, and that's where I see sort of the near-term future. But, but beyond that, I think we have to be open-minded to, to what is important um, to our people and think about you know, doing those pulse checks, those pulse surveys, uh, and understanding uh, what is important to the various generations that you may have working for you as you craft um, what flexibility looks like in the future. I'd say, yeah, part of it is also not being overly invested in the programs you have because you can get so carried away with them and be so happy with them mm -hmm. that you don't realize they're no longer working or meeting the needs of, of people. So it, it is. It's about staying in touch with people and being listening not to what they're asking for but what they're experiencing and what their frustrations are because that gives you more opportunity to be creative. That's great. So in classic fashion, I'll take the technology spin on this one, because the, the, the people side has been beautifully addressed. Um, and I completely agree that, that the contract labor is going to be huge. <laughs> I mean, employ, employers can't even afford to pay some of these benefits, so you know people can do better by leaving and coming back and taking care of that by themselves. It's a little scary because of the future of what that may end up being when the, you know, the, the, the company can't take care of its employees anymore, then you know, why even have a company? But um, from a technology perspective, one of the trends that, that we're seeing, and I'm, I don't know how many of you, I mean, most teams or most people I talk to just kind of, they think video is overrated. Um, kind of like face-to-face -face is overrated. I don't think video is overrated, and I think we're underestimating video. And if any of you watch television have seen the Cisco telepresence thing, I mean, I'm, and I'm not trying to sell Cisco by any stretch, that means mm -hmm. HP has a product called Halo. These are high resolution, phenomenal ways of having, you know, and, and so far it's better point to point, exec to exec. You, it's like you're looking the person in the eye. I mean, they've perfected. One of my friends actually is in the labs at HP and he videoed me yesterday and he's doing it in 3D. So, you know, I mean, stuff happens very, very quickly. And our folks, you know, work, we have one of our little rules, which is we're always on chat, because that way we keep presence. We always know that we're there. And if we're not, the little red light goes on that we're doing something else. But video is going to be big, and it's just going to make it easier to work across distance. And it's going to make it even more challenging to figure out what channel for what mode of communication. Right? Pass down, don't need video. Creative work, probably, you know, if you need that, if you need that eye contact. So um, we're doing a bunch of stuff, actually, real quick, um, with a firm down in LA called Applied Minds. They're um, Disney Imagineering people, and they're, we're calling it mixed reality where we have these desktops where we don't just have the, the, the primary workstation, but also there's a, an area for doing virtual reality where we go into Second Life, where you really can build stuff. Linden Labs is not going away either. So a lot of this stuff is, you know, it's happening very, very quickly. So embrace the technology. It's, it, it is your friend. Um, you know, awful, you know, bumpy little starts, but it's, it's not going away. 